morning. All right, welcome to Juice in the Morning. This is the Super Second Saturday edition. We are missing Cam Evans, but I have a family member who is also a comic book fan. Welcome to the show, Zach. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Fantastic, actually. Yep, we just got done watching Iron Man 3. It is the next movie that we are reviewing on our way to Infinity Wars. Oh, woo! (laughs) If you guys have been listening and paying attention to the Super Second Saturday, we're doing this once a month um, just on our way to Infinity Wars. So we are reviewing every Marvel movie um, that's leading up to that. So... This one, this month, was Iron Man 3. I think we're almost getting behind, so I might have to like uh, combine a few. But uh, Iron Man 3, we were drinking. We were having a good time. Mm-hmm. What was it that we were drinking out of the uh, wine bottle? Oh, yeah, that was uh, Oliver's uh, Camelot Mead. Yes, yeah, so what, when, when you talk about mead, what is, what is mead, actually? I mean, I was, I was always under the impression that it was not wine because there's no grapes involved. Yeah. But it's done generally the same way uh but it's made with honey oh okay and it it is very delicious it's very it's very smooth very smooth very you know oliver's always been very like on the sweet side like i've talked to a few wine connoisseurs (laughs) sommelier yeah and uh they they most of them are always like you know oliver's fine it's just really sweet, and I'm not really into sweet. And then I've tried some of their wines, and I'm just like, oh, my God. Well, everybody has kind of like a uh, – um, if they're really into something, they're almost like a snob of that thing. So, well, like, yeah. for example, you know, craft beers. Like, everybody loves those, but mm-hmm. the people that are really into craft beer would be probably disappointed in myself because I'm ball- – the Juice in the Morning podcast is balling on a budget right now, and I got a 30-pack of Natty Light, and that's what I've been drinking all day. I, I do feel sorry for you <laughs> so it's it's actually to be honest natty light is not treating me too terribly today so mm. I'm, I'm actually a fan so thank you natty light you're not an official sponsor but if you'd like to sponsor the juice in the morning podcast you know where to find me it's at juice in the morning at gmail.com um, <clears throat> but once again back to what we were originally getting into which is iron man three <clears throat> so iron man three is the third, obviously, uh, iteration of the Iron Man films in the Marvel MCU that we have all grown to love. And the first time I saw it, I was not a huge fan of it. I just wasn't, like, I wasn't thoroughly impressed. I thought that uh, it was a little bit uh, fast-paced. Or not fast-paced, I thought it was a little bit drawn out. And I think that they, the characters didn't seem to really hit me very well until... I've watched it the second and third time, and I think that it's really kind of hit home. It's what I've always talked about with Cam, um, who does these usually with me, is the second and third viewings, like you start to kind of pick up things that you didn't you didn't see in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So it, it definitely, when you watch it, you see it's a lot more of a introspective, I think, view of Tony Spark. Tony, Tony Spark. Tony Spark. <laughs> so you can tell I've had a couple natties. But uh, Tony Stark. So Tony, I feel like, has like almost like a... a He's finding himself, I guess. And also he's he's feeling way more vulnerable than I think he has mm-hmm. in any of the other, other films that we've seen so far. And I want to say the intro to the movie was awesome to see the Y2K 
to see how Tony acted before he had the whole, you know, near death experience. It was cool to see him. To, yeah. to see him as like the the badass that is you know flying around doing his thing having having fun with the ladies and um you know being kind of a dick but i my first question is is like why do you think he gave aldridge killing killian the the hope when he said hey meet me on the rooftop what do you think about that i think it was basically just trying to get him to go away and stay away for a while yeah because, I mean, obviously the guy was, like, you know, really motivated to have this AIM project, like, go. And mm-hmm. he really needed some bright individuals to create this think tank. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tony was just like, uh, okay, a quick way to deal with this is just to promise to be there, to listen to him, and then maybe, just maybe, uh, sign on yeah. for this think tank thing. And it worked i mean the guy was just like oh my god really yes okay all right yes i'll meet you on the roof great awesome great and then (laughs) disappears and then you know waiting and waiting and then finally realizing oh my god i'm gonna be up here i he's not coming (laughs) and possibly the the door got locked and then he got stuck (laughs) oh yeah i mean but i i think it's i think it's interesting because the way the movie portrayed it, it almost like made it look like, I mean, that he was going to show up the, up there because he like pulled him aside and it didn't feel like it was just like a brushing off of, you know, brushing off of the guy. But, you know, obviously, if you watch the film, he clearly brushed him off and and forgot about him. Uh, so my my first thought is, is did that just I mean right there the it's cool to see those decisions made by our the characters that we love and then see them fleshed out in further story so mm-hmm. basically you're setting yourself up because this guy is going to come back with a vengeance on Tony Stark because you know he's up there and he feels like he was slighted by somebody that you know really could have helped him mm-hmm. but also you know he is now going to swear revenge on this character well yeah i mean uh it 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 did from the audience perspective look like that he was generally gonna you know go up there and go talk to the guy on the roof uh that sort of thing but i mean those those who who know you know a little bit more about the comics and tony and then that young tony stark i mean i mean the guy was very interested in what he wanted Mm mm-hmm and he could always like figure out a way to get what he wanted. Yeah. Done. Yeah. And 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 then, you know, fast forward in the in the film, <clears throat> he has just helped save New York and save the world and and one of the things that you hear Jarvis tell him in his workshop is you have been awake for 72 hours. Could you imagine being awake for 72 hours because I've never I've never been awake for an extended period of time like what's, that. What's the longest you've stayed awake? I think I, I want to say the longest that I've stayed awake off the top of my head is probably 24 hours, I think. Really? Yeah. Oh, come on. That's just sad. <laughs> so so for you, how long, how long have you stayed awake consecutively? I have stayed awake, I think, for just past 48, maybe 50 hours-ish. Yeah. Uh, so did you start seeing things after that? It, I mean, when you when you're that tired, you do feel very like drunk, because yeah. it's the best way to really describe it. Um, and then when you push yourself beyond that point, you do kind of 
I did have a few hallucina- hallucinations. <laughs> um, yeah, I was I was working at the uh, the casket factory in uh, Lynn, Indiana. Nice. And uh, I, I, it was great. I was 22, 23 years old. So, like, I was making anywhere between, like, you know, 18, 19 bucks an hour. And, um, and whenever you're making that at that age, you think you're, you're balling. Oh, yeah, because I was going <laughs> to work and then partying every night, yeah. staying up, playing games, doing all kinds of things. And then I'd go to work and be like, all right, this is cool. I'll just be here for eight hours. And then, like, right after lunch, I'd eat food and have like a crap ton of caffeine and then like the, eventually the caffeine would just crash <laughs> and then like they put me in the worst position for a guy who's already really tired and it was just to check a bunch of hinges and make sure that they open and close properly <laughs> like it was a small box of like a 200 parts yeah i'm just sticking on a jig open close okay it works open close no it doesn't work throw it away (laughs) and that was it so the entire time like i'm like nodding off yeah and then i could just hear like i could hear people whispering behind me and i would like oh god what what Uh." (laughs) or they would like you know tap me on the shoulder and i like look look around and there'd be nobody there and i'm like until one eventually it was a supervisor who was just like uh no you're fired (laughs) i can't believe they didn't give you like a a heads up like hey just try to not be tired all the time like (laughs) i mean yeah i mean i was telling them it's like you have to give me something else please yes and and the when i stayed up for 24 hours it was a it was a partying type atmosphere and we we did a we did a whole evening and then a whole day and then a whole nother evening of of partying and it was a good time but by the by the time that the end was coming, like the last part of the 24 hours, it was, you know, I had hung out and drank and hung out with my friends so long that I was not intoxicated anymore. Like, and the more I drank, I still felt completely sober and normal. So I was like, you know what? I need to go to bed. And then I ended up sleeping for like, you know, 18 hours straight. So to think that uh, Tony had been awake for 72 hours and the entire time working on his on his suits of armor is mm-hmm. is a it's a very clear when when he's you know building Mark 42 the yeah. one that that he's that he can you know call to himself when that one fails you kind of see that like you can see very clearly like that's you know that's what's to be expected if you haven't slept and you know what three to four days yeah and you know he's by this point he's got it down to a science too because like it was at the the end of the first avengers movie to iron man 3 that's what he's been doing he has 42 armors yeah and they're all different they all have like different stuff that they do abilities and you know and and whatnot and and it's it's interesting to think like what what was he planning for most of these? Because to me, it almost makes me think of of Batman in the aspect of you know if you've ever seen the 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 the, the movie or comic run where Batman ha- has kind of figured out all of the weaknesses of the rest of the Justice League, and somebody finds that. And then they like kind of like eliminate them one by one because mm-hmm. they found, you know, the backup. So do you think the entire time was Tony trying to build something to, you know, incapacitate the rest of the Avengers? Or was he trying to build stuff to avoid another New York situation? I think 
Okay, okay. I don't I don't necessarily see Tony as the kind of guy like Batman that was like, okay, we need to have a uh, a scenario that you know where I can take out problems within within our own organization. I think yeah. it was much more because remember he he went through the portal. Yeah. He he, did he his, saw everything. He, he did the uh, the thing that Captain America said he wouldn't do, which was what what was it? Uh, the, you won't you won't make the uh, the the sacrifice the sacrifice play, play. right? Mm-hmm. And he did it, but and then like you know, the, which I love. I love that line, and then the whole movie, he's kind of following that that line, and then all of a sudden at the end, he does exactly what Iron Man, or Captain America told him he wouldn't do, right? And uh, you know he he barely gets out. Alive. So does that okay? Not to get too far off on a sidetrack, but does that show the quality of leadership from Captain America to call him out on something that he wouldn't do, and then he does it? Or was that Tony's inner goodness coming out, and he did do the sacrifice play? I mean, because I think there's a mixture of the two. Yeah. I mean, deep down inside, like Tony wants to be that guy that can just think of a solution quickly. And, yeah. and, and, and he fixes things. He fixes things. That's what he does. He yeah. fixes things. Um, but you know, he's dang it. Okay. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> so I did throw us off, but go go, go back because, like I said, I think it's I think it is. I don't think Captain America planned to have him do that because right. of the line that he said or the way he talked to him. But I do think that uh, I think it was good planning, and I also think it was good playing on that emotion of right. Tony. But as, as far as, like, him building so many suits, I mean, remember, he's he's got this mental disorder now. He's mm-hmm. he's, he's he's gone through this, like, uh, anxiety moment. Of- and, and they've also talked about the fact that he he may not be, like, necessarily autistic, but, I mean, he doesn't like things being handed to him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like people touching him. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he does have a little bit of, like, an obsessive-compulsive type of brain. Right. So then now he's going to do what he thinks is best, and that's build things to protect the ones around him and protect mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so when you, I mean, when you have that that question of, like, you know, people ask him, and he's like, you know, how did you survive New York? And he's just like, ah, yeah, you know, he's probably thinking about that constantly. And in order to get away from that, he, he focuses on other things. Mm-hmm. And whether it be you know the Piper or uh, or building armors, yeah. So that's his way of dealing with it. It's not working, obviously, but yeah. So I, I feel like almost after after the Battle of New York, I feel like he definitely lost his mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think that he he's kind of what we're watching is a man that does not feel in control anymore, and his whole life he's felt in control. Oh yeah. And and so <clears throat> what leads me to the next thing is is the is the Mandarin. So how do you feel about the depiction of the Mandarin? Because if if you were if you're watching it and you know you're in the middle of it, the the Mandarin is a great depiction of a terrorist. Like he's mm-hmm. you know what you expect to see from a terrorist. But then you start to kind of you know as the movie progresses, you see he's not he's not what we've we've considered as the mandarin and i remember watching you know the cartoons when i was younger i wasn't right. as in into comic books as a lot of people but i did think of as the mandarin was a a a serious character like he mm-hmm. was a bad guy 
Yeah. And he had like the rings, I think, mm -hmm. that were like powerful or whatever. I think but, there was some type of magic going on. Yeah, something rings. like that. So how did you feel about the Mandarin's depiction and what, what do you want to see in the future maybe? Okay, so as far as the Mandarin is concerned in the current Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe, right? Uh, they're, they're, we all know they're building towards the Infinity War. Right? Yeah. That's where we're Hey, going. that's this what is this where, podcast is built yeah, into. This is where the train is going. Um, but when you look at Marvel Comics and just how it evolved over time, I mean, they had plenty of time to go through Chase every single storyline, mm -hmm. you know, you know, uh, one of the one of the comic artists or uh, or story team developers has just been like, you know, I got really drunk one day and I decided, you know what, let's do this. And that's what, you know, they, they did that. They went all kinds of directions. And, and they caused, had the ability to do that. Mm -hmm. And it sometimes caused some continuity issue, <laughs> issues. But, you know, their universe is just so expansive. Mm -hmm. So when you see what's going on on the screen where the Mandarin is not actually real but just something that they've created it, it still works yeah because we 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 really can't go every single which way and direction exactly. that the, the there's, there's no way to do it and and to fit into the universe they've already built right because they've because they've almost built it on like the premise that everything is kind of like real and like you know, tangible mm -hmm. which I know that with if you if you look back at the comics which I've done I feel like a lot of the stuff is there's literally sometimes they just explain stuff like, well, that's just the way it is. That's yeah. that's magic or that is whatever this is. Like, mm -hmm. that's just it. You right. have to accept it because then we're going to move on to the next story. Right. So after the first time I watched Iron Man 3 and I saw what they did to the Mandarin, I was kind of pissed. Yeah. I was just like, no, no, this guy is supposed to be like a self-made king, emperor. Mm -hmm. You know, he's he's got these dreams and ambitions to basically just take over the world. But I had to sit that sit back and think about it for a minute. I'm like, they don't have the budget to do everything. <laughs> exactly. They, they have a great budget and they're doing great things with mm -hmm. it. But, you know, that's just having way too many big, powerful bad guys and different, yeah. you know. And, and that's and that's what one of the things that Cam and I have always um been negative about the MCU is is we haven't had a lot of those iconic villains that are sticking around. <clears throat> For example, Ultron, like we we you know killed him, but mm -hmm. you know that that was very brief. Like I was right. one movie and we're we're excited for Thanos in these Infinity Wars because mm -hmm. we think that this is the kind of villain that is actually going to be like they are fighting this villain He's almost impossible to beat or defeat, so it's it's going to be great to see them fighting a villain like that as opposed to Avengers. The first Avengers was they were fighting the Chitauri ar army, so like it was literally just faceless people they were destroying or beating or whatever, and then they fought Loki or whatever, but kind of just fucked him up, and it was over. And then in Ultron, it was the faceless army, robot army, mm -hmm. and they were just destroying them. And then fighting Ultron and then destroying Ultron. So I think when we see this Infinity War with Thanos, it's going to be exactly what we've been looking for. Mm -hmm. And I think that it, just talking about it makes me think that the people running that Marvel MCU, they are smart mm -hmm. because they are they know that that's what we've been been upset about or not big fans of is just seeing that 
that faceless army that the, our heroes are going to fight and then just it being over. We love seeing our heroes. That's why I think Civil War was so perfect at the time because our heroes are fighting each other. Mm-hmm. And how are they ever going to come back from this? Yeah. And then to see the fact that they're going to, you know, obviously join hands again and fight the bigger evil. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. And uh, I think with with Iron Man 3, you know, I think that the Mandarin is a very good character. I would like to see I would like to see if they could bring back the original like or the original idea of the Mandarin. Right. So, you know, I think that the the I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. But um, you know, from what I've heard Pepper Potts shows back up because one of the complaints I had was Pepper has not been very very uh visible yeah visible or apparent in the in the mcu but apparently she shows back up in spider-man homecoming right so that's what i was told um but i don't know about that so with the extremist thing because a lot of these films when we see things being built up and we see things happening we'll see them later on so i have a feeling we're going to see extremists or a version of it later on. So is there any correlation in your mind or that you know of with the comics? Does the, is extremists in the comics or is that something they created for this, for this film? Okay. Now I kind of wish Cam was here because I got the feeling that Cam was like all into comics. Oh yeah. He knows, he knows quite a bit and, and I, he's probably like screaming at his phone right now. If he's listening to the podcast, right? So, uh, Cam, I, I'll just let you know right now that, like, I was reading comics from, like, third grade all the way up to sixth grade. Yeah. But unlike, And you were a big Spider-Man guy. I was a big Spider-Man guy. So yeah. if we were to do a Spider-Man one, you would, you'd be on it. I'd be on it. Um, but the thing, the thing about it is, is that uh, right around the sixth grade, like, most kids my age then were, like, getting summer jobs and, like, yeah. you know, mowing lawns and picking up, you know, extra cash to get the comics because, like... I was blowing through my my little allowance yeah. every single time and then, you know, comic books. But uh, I didn't do it. Like, I, I mowed a few lawns. Then after that, I was like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. And then I just played the video games that I had at home or whatever we rented. And uh, Dude, we I, had a good time with that. We did. We did. We had a great time. <laughs> That's a whole nother episode. Yeah. But uh, I never stayed with the comics. Mm-hmm. I would catch whatever was showing up. Like, in the 90s, that was X-Men, so X-Men was showing up on TV. Yeah. But beyond that, like, I never stayed with the comic thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel kind of bad about it because I feel like I would know a lot more yeah. what's going on. But, uh, yeah, um, the only thing that I can think of right off the top of my head, I mean, you, with the extremists was um, you have these people who basically – are forced or well they're taking they're given injections in order to enhance themselves yeah. or you know m- mutate them yeah and and regenerate regenerate and that sort of thing and the only thing that i can think of off the top of my head that would that would make sense would be uh suitor okay suitor is the uh the the king of fire giants oh okay and he's that's his thing like fire mm-hmm. uh you have the frost giants from jotunheim yep and then you have Suter, who is the fire giants, and that's okay. you know built into the whole uh, Norse mythology. And with and with uh, Tony being friends with Thor, well, they, yeah, 
they might be able to figure that out because obviously at the very end of the film, he says to Pepper, you know, I almost had this when I was drunk. Mm-hmm. You know, I could probably figure it out. Yeah. So, and also it doesn't hurt that you have a, a Norse God on your team that you could probably talk to about this situation. Yeah. But I mean, when he was going over the whole, you know, by the way, this is my brain, you know, he was basically showing this one part of the brain where they were like, oh, by the way, this hole is basically where you could upgrade humanity. Every yeah. human's got this. Mm-hmm. And this is what we're doing. They're like, this, for me, that that just basically said that he's like, okay, well, this is how he decided to upgrade yeah. humanity through the extremist thing. Obviously, you could do other things. Yeah. That's a that's a very interesting way to think about it because mm-hmm. they could do they could go a lot of different ways with that. Yeah. I mean, they could do and also once again careers and contracts and whatnot like and uh you know rights to things they're not going to be bringing the the mutants into the right. into the fray yet, but I think that I honestly personally think that they're going to. They have to because they're they've already gotten Spider-Man back. And what I've always said, and what I, Cam and I have talked about hundreds of times, d- don't they see the money signs in front of their face? Like, mm-hmm. if you just let each other use your properties or, like, sign over your properties and say, I want this percentage of this, you're going to make billions of dollars. Like, right. you just just throw it together. Let them do, let them do what we want as, as fans. Like, mm-hmm. let, a, let them put Deadpool in an Avengers movie because yeah. or Logan. I mean, I realized the actor probably like he said this is the this yeah. is no more. Yeah. I don't want to go to the gym anymore, which you know. <laughs> I mean, I did watch a video of him deadlifting like 400 pounds because he was yeah. trying to get big for the Wolverine movie. That's not that's not going to be great on your body for the rest of your I mean, life. I mean, I do want to go to a gym at one point or at least set one up at my house where I could actually work out, not to really get myself jacked, but I, you know, I've got a spare tire I could get rid of. <laughs> yeah. But J- Justin, you go to the gym yeah. on a regular basis. So, could you do a Marvel workout repeatedly? <sighs> I, I think that I could never I could never I could never commit to the diet because I can do the workouts, but the the committing and and committing to the fact that I'm because a lot of them like Chris Evans and Thor they like eat like four to five thousand calories a day they have to work that off to build that muscle into and to also get rid of the fat so they mm-hmm. have to eat the calories and for the energy. I, I couldn't do it. I yeah. couldn't. I, I, don't, I don't think I could do it unless that was the only thing I had to focus was, on. Was one of the things that Chris Evans was... Because I think I saw well, like what Chris Evans was basically showing that he ate. But was that just spinach leaves wrapped in bana- around bananas? Uh, I don't I don't know. But I that's, don't know, yeah. That's, I think that it's... I think it's insane. And there was like four or five of them. They're like, this is my lunch, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I think, it's, I think it's insane. And I think it's awesome. I can't wait to see what they look like. 10 to 20 years from now. And you know what those workouts are for? What's that? Whether or not they have a open shirt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, uh, Robert Downey Jr., like, he has, still has to work out. Yeah. I and mean, there's there's no getting around it. But but he's in a suit of armor. He's in a time. suit of armor, for God's sake. So, <laughs> I mean, like, in Iron Man 3, I think we only got a chance to see his arms through his broken hoodie. He did look pretty jacked. He did look jacked, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You know, you see him working out in the when he's building the Mark Forty Two, and it's also funny because if you think about the continuity, they could probably film all the scenes of them looking good at a certain time, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the time they're just like, ah, whatever, do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that I would say we usually do this on the the Super Second Saturday podcast, and we ask 
what would you give the movie out of a zero out of a ten rating? What would you give that as a, as a from zero to ten? What would you give the Iron Man three as a rating? Can we go in point five increments? Too? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You can do. I I've done like I think I think I've done like six point seven two for Hulk. like Hulk the first one because I'm not a fan of the first one. Yeah, we'll get back to that. Anyway, <laughs> um, I'm gonna give it a solid uh, six point five. That's a, that's that's a little low. I think you're. Low. I think I think it's good though because I think you're you're kind of on the same uh, path as me because I'm gonna judge them harshly because there are some that are so good that I'm gonna still judge the ones that even though I enjoyed them on the second or third viewing, I'm gonna judge them hard because mm. there are such good MCU movies. Like we've mm. we've seen them. We've seen the. We've seen the Avengers. We've seen the Avengers: Age of Ultron. We've seen, I think, Ant Man. To me, is one of the top. I think one of the top five mm-hmm. because because of the way they did it and the way they they portrayed the characters and they made it a little bit more real and feeling like it's a uh, it's almost like a crime caper movie. Like they're just right. they're just stealing something. Um, I think that that's a good that's a good score. Once again, it's a running theme with all of these. I can't ever remember what I've scored the other films, but uh, I feel like uh, I feel like to be consistent, I would shoot for uh, probably like a maybe a seven seven two seven seven two five type thing for for okay. Iron Man three because, like I said, I gave I gave Hulk the one with Edward Norton or no. The one with, uh, yes, it was Edward Norton where where he fought um, Abomination. Abomination, yeah. I gave that a low score because I was not a fan of that one. I mean, it, I think, I think like, as far as, like, doing movies goes, like, it's really hard to do a Hulk movie. Hulk is just, he, he bores me, except for when they've put him in the other Right, other when he interacts Marvel with movies. the rest of the heroes and villains in the MCU, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's really tough to do just a Hulk movie. I mean, because like the thing is, is that Hulk will smash. We know this. <laughs> Hulk, Hulk smash. will Hulk smash. Hulk will smash. It will happen. <laughs> and he and he is the strongest. Like it's the strongest character in the Marvel universe. He is the strongest. There yeah. will never be anybody else who is who is stronger. Which I also to di- to digress. I think that the. The Hulkbuster suit and the was, Hulk. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh, that scene was so good. That's what we've been looking for. Yeah. Like that's why I think that the people running this, they're 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 so in tune with what we want. Like because mm-hmm. they're showing what we want. Like and and they'll tease it. They'll make us. They'll make us wait for it. Mm-hmm. But they're eventually going to show us, and they're going to do it, and it's going to be awesome. I can't wait for an infinity wars but like i said you said six 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 point five six and i was 7.25 um for iron man 3 if you haven't seen iron man 3 why the fuck are you listening to this podcast exactly. because go watch it you need to go watch it it's pretty good i enjoyed it <clears throat> i think i think seeing um tony's interactions with people was nice mm-hmm. um also especially with the kid oh yeah the kid was awesome so, <clears throat> am I asking questions that make you feel uncomfortable? <laughs> and also, uh, people's dads leave. No reason to be a pussy about it. 
You were not the only one. That to me was hilarious. Like, (laughs) you know how we know, you know how I know you're cold? Because we're connected. (laughs) And then drives off on it. But uh, I think that, uh, you know, I think we're going to see extremists some way or shape or form unless they've just decided to abandon it. I think they might. Uh, there are other ways to enhance humans. Yeah. Like a Deadpool. Yeah, I think they're I think they're going to bring it in some way or another. If they don't, whatever. It was a good movie. I enjoyed it. And uh, I've enjoyed doing the podcast with Zach. Thanks for joining me again, buddy. I was I was totally not. Um, by the way, for the listeners listening, I was I was thinking I was going to run a game today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're still working on getting the uh, kinks ro- uh, worked out on the D and D game. We do have some pre D and D game recording going. Um, I'm going to add it into the show, but uh, other than that, we are in the process of doing a lot of things. So. Yeah. Like I said before in the D and D podcast before was, you know, life happens. Yes, it gets it gets in the way sometimes. But on top of that, Zach and his friend Tony, oh yeah, are going to be probably on soon. I'm working on that. It might be in the next week or so, and uh, I think you guys will enjoy it. And um, I'm going to pause real quick because. This show and all episodes are brought to you by Never Too Hungover. Never Too Hungover is a healthy vitamin blend that helps neutralize toxins, restore vital nutrients, and rehydrate the body. It is the best tasting and most effective way to help prevent or recover from hangovers. Just to let you guys know, before I started drinking my Natty Lights today, I took a big drink gulp of the Hangover Prevention. It's made me feel great. Okay. I've been able to keep drinking and have no worries that I'm going to be hungover tomorrow. How's it taste? It's actually very good. It's a it's a shot type drink. So when you drink it, you got to just kind of chug it down. Right. Um, when it's and as you chug it down, you notice the lime flavor. It's pretty good. Okay. Um, it's definitely not something that uh, is going to gross you out. Like for when I drink like five hour energy drinks. Oh God! Yeah. Grosses me out every time I drink it. This goes down smooth and i know it's working right away because i know that i feel great and like i said as i drank one as soon as i started drinking my natty lights i've had probably six to ten of them and i'm feeling great and feeling strong there are two types prevention which you drink before or during a wild night out on the town if you've had too many vegas bombs and are still struggling next day the boost which is a different version will help you stay straight the next day Thanks for samples, never too long over. Juice in the Morning is a podcast that you guys have helped support. And listeners, be on the lookout for a promo code in the near future because Never Too Hungover and I are in the talks of becoming affiliates. So thank you for listening to the Juice in the Morning podcast, this super second Saturday edition. And thank you for joining, Zach. Hey, I was glad to be here. We'll have you on again. Awesome. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good day. Bye. Goddamn, I need a drink. I'm on need someone to help.
Son of a bitch! 